And welcome to Bronze and Modern Gods. I'm John, and I am joined, as always, by Richard. And John. <laughs> We've got a great show this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for last week. That was kind of crazy. Um, we got a lot of new subscribers. We got a lot of new viewers. So we love having you along. Uh, it's great that you're here. If you are not following us on Instagram and Facebook, you can at Bronze and Modern Gods. It's pretty easy. We post throughout the week on both of those properties. And you can always follow uh, Richard at Adult Kid Toys on Instagram. You can follow me at Bowie File on Instagram. And we've got a lot to talk about today, but let's start with our nerd shirts as we do every week. Richard, what are you wearing? I am doing my YouTube support. I'm wearing a Angry Joe shirt that I bought. What is that? I have Angry no idea what that is. Angry Joe is a game uh, video blogger. Really great oh. guy. Uh, he gets angry. But he gets angry for good reasons. So, uh, okay. love it. Love his show. Excellent. I am wearing my Cleveland shirt because I don't know. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real truth is, I've run out of nerd shirts. I have to buy some online. I guess I. You guys have completely exhausted my supply of uh, superhero slash nerd shirts. So it's mm -hmm. time to. Uh, Get some more. Maybe next week I'll have something. Sorry. Yeah. Kind of lame. Yeah. If only we had a sponsor. If only. Mm. Oh, you know, <laughs> funny aside, I did go to a certain big 80s based T-shirt site. I'll let you figure out the URL, 80s tees. And I was looking at T-shirts and $41 for a T-shirt. I'm going to be family friendly, but you can do things to me uh, in exchange for that $41. Not happening. So let's talk a little bit about last week and do a little bit of follow-up. We had Nelson Chua from Big Time Collectibles on last week. Uh, if you haven't, please go uh, watch it. Uh, we got to the bottom of that Venom 27 variant, and I just kind of kept an eye on it all week. We've seen some steady sales of that variant on eBay, averaging around $600. There's some lower ones, but the true, from me looking at them, 9.8 candidates averaged out about $600, some higher, some lower. The first 9.8 slab has hit the market, and someone is really aggressive. They priced it at $3,000, and it was up for about 12 hours before the seller was sending out offers through the platform of $2,500. It's still up there. It hasn't sold yet. We're keeping an eye on it. I think it's kind of funny that he obviously paid for the CGC walkthrough service to get that slab to return so quickly, right? Right, which is not cheap. You know, people usually do that for, you know, high-end books that they want to turn around and sell quickly. But to do that for, for this variant seems to be an interesting use of your money. Well, it's $150 minimum, right? So right. he spent $150. Bucks. Maybe he got the book for cover price or he's a retailer or something. We don't know. This is 100% pure speculation. But we're watching it. It'll be interesting to see where the first nine point eight slab lands that is not our hot book of the week this week though our hot book of the week this week comes from the dc fandom that happened this past weekend there's a bunch of spec books that have already kind of bubbled up from that the first blood sport uh captain uh, boomerang lots of stuff from suicide squad but the one that we're going to point out is a strange little one shot by darwin cook that began life as a pitch for batman the animated series and that is a book called Batman Ego. Now, why is this book catching fire right now? Because 
the filmmakers have actually name-checked this one-shot as giving them the thematic direction for the new Batman movie. So people are scooping it up already. We see eBay sales already on the move. There's some completed sales after just a day, anywhere from $10 to $27. But after those sales have completed, everyone that's posting new raw copies on eBay, they're starting at 30 bucks. So the speculation has begun. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm happy with this. I mean, the storyline for Batman Ego is very cerebral. Uh, very dark, but very introspective. Obviously, it's it's Batman uh, and Bruce Wayne having a conversation about what they do is how the pitch was made. And it's like I said, I like Batman movies that have action and adventure and, 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 and a lot of drama in that regards. If it's just going to be like those two characters back and forth over a two hour period. Is that really going to draw people to, to come see the movie? I'm, I'm curious. They said that it, based on my dinner with Andre, which if you've ever seen that movie, it is literally about two people sitting, having dinner and having a really deep conversation. Now, have you actually seen the trailer? No, I have not. I saw the trailer. I got, I got thoughts on the trailer. I'll keep it real brief. <laughs> the Riddler looks to be the main villain. There is Catwoman in the trailer. I had to be told it was Catwoman because I missed it because the film is shot so darkly. dark. You can't, I'm an old man. I'm sorry. I'll admit it right now. I'm an old dude. I can't tell what's going on. It's like that one episode of Game of Thrones when everything was so dark, you couldn't tell what was going on and everybody complained about it. That's what this trailer was to me. I'm sitting there like, huh? What? You know, I got my readers. What's going on? <laughs> Why so, does DC do that? They yeah, love history of dark movies i'm the one that usually says that dark nihilistic dc why are they always so dark but then they dropped wonder woman 84 at the same time which goes right in the face of that bright mm -hmm. colorful right in my wheelhouse that's the one i'm pumped for batman's getting all the press wonder woman 84 Kristen wig as the cheetah i'm in <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to that movie. So you know, grab that Batman ego if you see it. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit later in our underrated books about other books you can grab kind of on the cheap now and do a quick flip, or if you want to hold them. But we'll get to that. Speaking of books that you maybe want to get on the cheap and then have a quick flip, we're gonna talk about that for our main topic today, which are these Walmart exclusives. It's been going on for a few years now. Walmart has been working with DC and Marvel on getting either variant covers or, in DC's case, entirely exclusive editions in their stores. Now, you may think, what's the big deal? Walmart variants, they're everywhere. I can tell you, as someone who lives in the greater Los Angeles area, this is the time when the script is flipped. Usually... <laughs> People like Richard, who live in the Midwest in Ohio, are jealous of the big city boys like me because we have so many comic shops. We have so many conventions. We have so many places to go digging. We don't have Walmarts out here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live in the suburbs now, so I've got a couple Walmarts that are a little closer. But when I was in L.A. proper, there were no Walmarts. So these were tough for me to get. And Richard, you're probably have seven Walmarts within a two block radius. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we have we have tons of Walmarts now. Uh, unfortunately, not every Walmart carries the comics, though. Oh. So I, I've gone to a couple different Walmarts and have not had any luck finding even the display for the comics. So it's not a slam dunk. 
So the first time I discovered these Walmart variants was when I was on a road trip to Palm Springs a couple of years ago, and DC had started these 100-page giants that they were selling exclusively at Walmart. And I found the little display that was in the collectible section, and boy, I'll tell you, they were beat to hell. The kids were thumbing through them. They're all bent. I'm going through like, you know, the total nerd I am trying to find the, the crispiest 9.8-ish copy I can. Luckily, they're square bound. So they do the DC 100 pagers put up with a lot of abuse, but the Marvel ones, they're shrink wrapped. They're just bundled in real tight. People are just handling and pawing at them. And these are, uh, from my observation, looking really scarce in 9.8. Uh, have you gotten any of these yet, Richard? Yeah, I'm, I've gotten the Detective Comics uh, 100 pager which is I bought because the cover is awesome. It's an incredible looking book. Um, and I've also gotten um, one of the Spider-Verse ones. And they're, they're, they're nice books, but you're right. They're in an environment that is not friendly to comic collectors. It's th they're there for mom to drop the kid off at the rack while she goes to do, 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 do something else and keep the kid occupied. And because of that, those books suffer and it's hard to get them high quality. The detective that I got, I actually got off of eBay, strangely enough, for back when it first came out for about 20 bucks. And I, I loved, like I said, I loved the cover. That was the primary purpose I bought it. And I stuck it in my, my uh, long box. And then as the popularity of these books increased, that $20 book ended up being over $100. I mean, that's amazing, the interest in these in these Walmart exclusives. Maybe maybe it's because it's so hard to find them any, in any quality higher than VG because of handling. I, it's funny you mentioned the Detective Comics 80th Anniversary Giant because I listed in my notes here a bunch of examples of ones that are fetching a premium on the secondary market. And that is definitely one of them. The only sale that I was able to find uh, of a slabbed copy of that 80th anniversary giant on eBay was for $67 for a 9.0 uh. and a half ago for a 9.0. Somebody actually bought it and they paid 67 bucks. That's crazy. The other one on the DC side that seems to get a lot of attention is the uh, Batman giant number four, which is the first appearance of Ginny hex, which I get, I'm assuming is a descendant of Jonah hex. Uh, great. Uh, that, one's, <laughs> that one sells for about $25 raw still. Some other examples I pulled out uh, the teen Titans, hundred page giant number one, which I think is one of the first ones I ever bought when I was on that trip to Palm Springs. That goes for about $45 and 9.8. You know, it's not going to pay the rent. It's going to buy you and your family some McDonald's, but you paid, what, five bucks for it? The real big ones are the Marvel ones. Why don't you tell us the big one? Oh, the Strange Academy number one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a hot book. Uh, in regard, Regardless of it being the Walmart version or not, it's a hot book. And, and the fact that this book is out there and it is so hard to get in high quality, uh, and it's so limited, it's going to be a hot book for, for quite some time. The other ones that are heating up are the Spider-Verse number one Walmart variant. And these, these ones that we're calling out have different covers. They're variant covers that are exclusive to Walmart and these multi-packs. That Spider-Verse number one goes for about 100 bucks and 9.8. For number one, need I say more? Did you know there was a Walmart variant? 
it's a hundred bucks at 9.8. And one that's recent that's sort of started to uh, get some heat is Outlawed number one, the Ron Lim variant that's exclusive to Walmart. That's been selling for about 20 bucks. And now in the last two days, we've seen sales of $45 and $65 raw. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting book. The whole Outlawed line is a continuation of of Champions, which you know I'm a big big fan of. So I'm I'm going to follow that book very closely. I, I actually do have a copy of that one as well. Just just squirreled away. We'll see what happens. And these books are still out there. If you've got a Walmart and you've got a few of them in your hood, go go shopping, go look around, dig through, paw through them. When you find <laughs> ones you want, bend all the other ones so everyone. <laughs> Another thing that is contributing to all this kind of damage and keeping these from being true 9.8s right out of the bag is that the Marvel ones are shrink-wrapped. And you've got people kind of peeking through and looking. And I'm going to throw something on the screen here. This is my outlaw number one when I took it out of the shrink wrap. It was in the middle. And yet look at the back cover with these yeah. deep yeah these deep creases <laughs> and that's from being in that three pack with the shrink wrap and everything else happening now after a couple of presses voila beautiful and now it's going to get slabbed uh this week hopefully awesome. that, but we'll throw a link to some of the walmart exclusives so you can do some hunting in the show notes and in the description so check that out so now it is time for our regular feature the 25 year rule. <laughs> so it's hopefully you're you're at least 25 years old to actually understand this uh the references here. Well, why don't you tell everybody what the 25 year rule is? The 25 year rule is uh, once you have been on this planet and you are looking back nostalgically, you look back at things that are 25 years in the past that is tips seems to be the sweet spot where people are old enough to be able to enjoy the riches of their labor in other words having money and they're looking back at those nostalgia items and they're feeling like they want to have uh, those nostalgic items again there are things they, they couldn't afford they couldn't afford the he-man comic book back in the day now they can they're willing to drop some coin on that book and so that's what we call the 25 year rule so 2020, 25 years ago, we go back to 1995, as we've been doing since this uh, feature began, and we're going to look at Amazing Spider-Man number 400, kind of an infamous book in this title's history. It kind of came near the end of the gimmick cover craze, you know, that, that wonderful time in the 90s when we had glow-in-the-dark covers, embossed covers, die-cut covers, Hologram color, yeah, holograms, color forms, everything. And this one was an embossed die cut cover. You got a twofer with Amazing Spider-Man 400. Mm -hmm. There was also a newsstand version and a direct market version that was non-embossed and a regular cover. The big thing about this book, as you can tell from the cover with the big tombstone, it was the death of Aunt May. Air quotes, death of, <laughs> of course, of course, it's always air quotes whenever you talk about death in, in comic books. Because when John Byrne came back onto the book in the late 90s, we found out it wasn't Aunt May that died. It was an actress who was genetically cloned to look like Aunt May and act like Aunt May that died. 
Why is your head in your hands, Richard? Oh my God, that is, that is so so cheesy. Oh my goodness! I, and we put up with this stuff. We you put know, up with it. It's either a clone or or genetically. Oh Jesus! Or Mephisto makes your marriage go away. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Okay, Spider Man needs to be a grounded character on the streets of New York fighting crimes, not being in the Avengers fighting the Infinity Gauntlet Wars or whatever. Sorry. I'm 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 going on a John tangent. So <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, but here's the thing about Amazing Spider-Man 400. It does pretty well. A 9.8 has a nine uh, 90 day average of two hundred and five dollars. But here's the the kicker: if you can get a nine point nine out of this book, which is pretty uh, pretty possible because it has that cardstock cover uh -huh. you might be able to find a 9.9 out there somewhere it sold for 3k three thousand dollars wow. last time yeah and that, that you're right that that uh, that cover will resist the, the spine ticks things like that so there's a possibility you can get a 9.9 it lends itself to getting a high grade the problem is another one of those books that was aggressively ordered even in 1995 i've seen this book in you know dollar bins through the years Maybe getting a little scarcer at that price point, but you know, when when you're out and about, do a little digging, you might find a decent one. So that is our 25 year rule for this week. Time to move on to the underrated books of the week. Richard, you've got a good one. You go first. My book is in relationship to the craze right now, where there is a first appearance in uh, for, of a character, and that first appearance, be it Miles Morales. Uh, Spider Gwen uh, or or uh, Ahsoka Tano from the Star Wars universe, those books are going for thousands of dollars. And what happens is it's kind of like a trickle down economics kind of thing, where those first appearances are out of reach of most collectors. I mean, most collectors aren't going to drop thirty five hundred dollars for a Star Wars uh, comic book, but they will look at maybe her second appearance or maybe her third appearance. And those books are, are still behind the curve, and they're a little, little bit more affordable. People start to migrate to those. That's why um, Miles Morales, the Ultimate Fallout 4 second print, for example, uh, started to rise in value because that first print was out of out of reach for most most buyers. Well, for Sukatana, who is, for those who don't know, are, is going to appear in the upcoming uh, Mandalorian second series. Mm, she, okay. She is actually the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, which uh, has some dark connotations right there. But uh, so she, her first appearance is in is in Star Wars Clone Wars number one, and that book is going for thirty five hundred dollars for the the regular cover, even more for the uh, variant cover. It's just crazy. It's 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 a very expensive book. Uh, so people are migrating and looking at her second appearance and things like that, but. I found that in 2019, her first appearance in Marvel's version, uh, Marvel's canon for the Star Wars universe was in a book that came out called Star Wars Age of Republic Special Number One. Mm. This, this book is her first appearance in the universe that the Mandalorian exists in. So for some reason, people have been passing by this book completely. They've been going to her first appearances and second appearances in, this, in the um, 
animated series universe, which is where the Clone Wars exists in. But if you want to look at something for her appearances here in the upcoming TV shows, this is really the starting point. And this book just came out in 2019. It's still relatively inexpensive. You can find them out there for $10, $12, maybe even up to $25 for the, the cover A. There are a couple variants, actually three variants for it. They are a little bit more pricey than the the, the A cover, but still within range. They're under $100 for, for Raws. But, you know, it's, as, as I say, as, as we start looking at Asuka Tano in the Marvel Universe, I don't want to say Marvel Universe, I've been trying to avoid saying that, the, the Marvel Star Wars Universe, this is really the place that you want to start collecting. And I think it's a good time to buy. Like I said, it's really under the radar. You can find these books on eBay. Uh, you can find them in, still on, on store, uh, on online stores. It's available. I would pick up a copy, a couple copies, and just wait. Once we see Mandalorian second season, which I'm almost guaranteed will be uh, as exciting as the first, we may see some some action towards this book since it really does, is that start of Asuka Tano. Nice. All right. Well, get on the hunt for that one. And while you're looking for that, my underrated book of the week is Quasar number 30. Now, before you fast forward, before you hit stop. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Before you go on to the next video on YouTube that's recommended, I have my reasons. Not just because I mention Quasar far too often on this podcast. Quasar number 30 is a really fun story where Quasar, uh, earlier in the series, was clashing with the, liver, with the living laser in space. They end up on the moon in the Watcher's headquarters, and the living laser busts in on the Watcher and sees this big portal and zaps through it to get away from Quasar. Well, what we come to find out is that's the portal that the Watcher uses in every issue of What If that he looks in to see what alternate reality he's going to tell you about in that issue. So the Living Laser has been bopping around for 24 issues in all these different What If worlds. Finally, the Watcher, in his typical Uatu passive-aggressive way, I'm not going to get involved. Oh, no. But why don't you go do this for me, Quasar? What a passive-aggressive bitch the Watcher is. Can we just tell you that right now? <laughs> for years, for, for decades, he's been that way. Oh, I got you, Uatu. You're like Shirley on Community. I get you. All right. So Quasar ends up going after the living laser through all these worlds of what if now, why is this book being talked about on this podcast? Because if you look at the cover of Quasar 30, it shows all these different worlds where what if this happened? What if this happened? And one of those worlds that's on the cover, you see Thor venomize. It's like venom. The symbiote has taken over Thor and it's a really cool drawing by Greg Capullo. And this is the first appearance of a venomized marvel character outside of venom this is the first time you, you know two years ago you had a whole variant cover run for the entire month of marvel books where they had venomized heroes this is the first time it happened and so what has happened is people have picked up on this and quasar 30 i can't believe i'm saying this goes for a hundred dollars in 9.8 there was sale. <laughs> <laughs> book a 9.8 in june for a hundred dollars this is a book again 
dollar bin material. You can you'll 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 swim in quasars if you go into the dollar bins. You can find this book right now on eBay. I don't know if it's going to be a 9.8, but you can find it for a dollar. You can find it for two dollars. You can find it for four dollars. Be on the lookout for this book. It's a book that I thought, you know, it had a little spike when all the venomized things happened two years ago. It's held its value. It hasn't gone back down. So this is an easy book to do a quick, easy flip if you're on the hunt for something like that. Maybe you'll read it and you'll come over to the Quasar side with me. <laughs> I wish you a quick flip. <laughs> Thank you. You got both sides of the story here on Modern Gods podcast. So that is going to do it for this week. Thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Facebook and Instagram, do it already. Bronze and Modern Gods, and we will see you next time. Stay safe.